Thank you for listening to Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body. This is Episode 23, Act 1, Queens of Empowerment, recorded September 5th, 2019, in New York City. Now they say it's all decided, all divided, all laid out. And the pushcart man with a three-part plan can't understand what you're shouting about. But when the past they plow, the lives allowed are the only roads you can see. Just remember who walls were built to fall for people like you and me. Let's start it up now. 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 Hey, hey, TA listeners. Thanks for listening. And remember to tell your peeps to subscribe on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts or wherever they listen to podcasts. And so then they and you can get the notification first of a new monthly episode. Also, remember to follow on the socials. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram. And that's how we grow our community. And we're so happy you're a part of ours. Pop those earbuds in. Do you watch Queer Eye on Netflix? I do. And I enjoy it. Let me tell you a little something about it. There are five queer men who have multiple strengths. And they seem to focus on what maybe one might think is only about improving one's outward appearance of a nominated human being. And over the course of four seasons, their locations have been mainly in the South and the Midwest. I love this show for several reasons. One is because these are everyday people, people that I wouldn't necessarily meet um, around the country. And I like to sort of get a window into their lives. And two, because I think the show actually is centered around supporting a person to believe in themselves to help them think about self-care in order to better connect with themselves and ultimately to connect with loved ones in their lives. And Jonathan Van Ness is on this show and focuses on hair and skin care. And recently, Jonathan came out with a book where he discloses that he is living with HIV. In telling his story, I am reminded of our next episode. Through a partnership between Teaching Artistry podcast and Blick Art Materials. Patayano, who's the outreach manager, introduced me to Shirlene Cooper. Now, Shirlene is the art director of Women's Empowerment and Art Therapy Group. And now that or that group is a part of an organization called Visual Aids. I sat down with Shirlene and Esther McGowan, who is the executive director for Visual Aids, along with their colleagues and artist members, Wanda Hernandez-Parks and Cecilia Young, to learn about their work. You know, I was just talking about self-care around Queer Eye, 
And what I I was really moved by was the passion that these four women who are doing everything that they can to support women who are living with HIV think about self-care in a way that the arts actually has uh, the ability to be powerful and a catalyst for, you know, so as they are talking and as you're listening, you're, you'll hear. And what I was most intrigued back by, and you might hear it when I'm talking in the, in the episode is that I was intrigued by how they view the power of arts and understand that visual arts engagement can be that catalyst for building community, for building self-care, for creating safe spaces in what can feel like an isolating circumstance for a woman. So I hope you enjoy episode 23, act one, Queens of Empowerment. Hello, everyone. Hello. 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 <laughs> well, welcome to my little uh, uh, pseudo <laughs> recording studio. Um, I wonder if we can go around the table and if you could say your name, the type of artist that you are, and what organization you're associated with. Hi. So um, my name is Wanda Hernandez Parks. I'm associated with Visual Aids, um, and aside from that, the Women's Art Empowerment Therapy Group and a couple of other hats that I wear. And what type of artist are you? Sorry. What type of artist are you? What type of artist? Oh, artist. I'm an artist member. Um, I love painting. I love the glitter, and I just paint everything. I just they just made me a monster right now. That's great. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sherlyn Cooper, and I am a visual aids artist member, and I am also the Women Empowerment Art Therapy Group's program director. Yes, and the kind of artist I am, I just love all kinds of art. It just mm-hmm. Visualize brought out the artists in me, so I just, anything you put in front of me, I'll do. If you have to choose today, what kind of artist do you feel like you're today? I would like to paint again on black velvet. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> it's my passion. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even understand that. <laughs> that was an art that was out when I was a kid. They would give you black velvet, and they would have something on it traced, and you would just paint on it, paint It the often animal. glows in the dark. Oh, yeah, and it glows under, in the dark Under well. ultraviolet light, it glows. Yes, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, oh, since God. you spoke up, can you say who you oh, are? Oh, sure. Sorry. <laughs> I am Esther McGowan. I'm the executive director of Visual Aids, and I do painting and illustration, but I don't do it very much anymore. But I love to do it with the Women's Empowerment Art Therapy Workshops. Hello, I'm Cecilia Young, and I'm also a member of the Women Empowerment Group, and I love art because it's like a soothing art therapy for me. I love painting. It takes me in a different place because I have so many hats. So when I get to Charlene's art therapy, I don't think about nothing. I'm, I'm like a little kid again. So I'm coloring, I'm painting, I'm doing sparkles. I like glittery stuff, mm-hmm. as you can tell. Mm-hmm. Glittery, glittery, that's me. I like the sparkle stuff. And this is this brings a soothing comfort to us being connected as sisters. So I just love that she had this for us. It was awesome. And I'll continue to go on. I will support her always. That's wonderful. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about visual aids. What is the mission of the organization? Sure. Uh, Visual AIDS is a nonprofit. We've been around since 1988, and we use art in AIDS activism, and we support HIV-positive artists. Mm -hmm. And we do that in multiple ways. So we have an archive and registry online um, back in the early days of the AIDS crisis. Our, um, what's now on a website, was originally a hard copy archive in our office that saved images of artwork by HIV-positive artists. Uh, In the early days of the AIDS crisis, it had to do with saving work 
of people who were dying and um, who were not leaving wills and who didn't have any way of saving their artwork. So our organization worked to do that. We also um, looked at different ways that art can be used in activism and education and information sharing around HIV and AIDS. So in the early days of the AIDS crisis, we worked with artists like Glenn Ligon, Barbara Kruger, John Giorno, who actually made AIDS activism broadsheets that were calls to action. They had hotlines on them. They encouraged people to get information, to practice safe sex. And throughout the years, we have worked with artists in different ways with changing messages as the AIDS crisis has changed. We now uh, create AIDS activism pieces that are about topics like HIV criminalization or um, healthcare, healthcare as a human right, all the things we think about today as relates to the AIDS crisis. Mm -hmm. um, we also do uh, programs like exhibitions, we publish books, and we do a lot of public panels. And then of course we also are the home of the uh, a larger program called Love Positive Women, and which includes a Valentine making program, which is anti-stigma, and then a wor uh, workshop series, which Shirlene will talk more about, mm -hmm. which um, is an amazing um, empowerment art making workshop. That's great. And how long have you worked for the organization? I've worked for the organization for almost eight years, and I've been the executive director for almost three. Excellent. And, and in that eight year period, you said that you know now we're focused on activism and art through activism um, in terms of how where we are now. Mm -hmm. How have you seen um, the, any sort of activism towards AIDS or uh, and, and people who are living with HIV? Um, how you've seen the sort of focus change? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, recently, certainly in recent years, there's been a lot more focus through a lot of different foundations as well, funders like um, the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation. Mm -hmm. Thinking about women, um, one of the reasons that we started the program, um, and we actually didn't invent either of these programs, they were actually created by women living with HIV. Mm -hmm. The Our Love Positive Women Valentine program was created by an artist, uh, an activist named Jessica Whitbread. The Women's um, Empowerment Art Therapy Workshops were created by Shirlene, who you will hear from in a moment. But um, you know, thinking about um, how women can be provided with more support, because traditionally there hasn't been a lot of support for women living with, with HIV mm -hmm. through different um, healthcare um, and community systems that have existed since the early days of the AIDS crisis. Also, uh, since the election of Trump, I think there are so many issues around human rights healthcare and other larger issues that go into um, what we have to think about when we think about HIV. And so there's a lot of movements to look more holistically around a lot of the bigger issues because it's all an underpinning. You can't um, work with someone living with HIV and give them the support that they need if there's no healthcare that's right. affordable for anyone. It just isn't even it's housing. Interconnected. Yeah, all of those things. Yeah. yeah. Well, Shirlene, why don't you tell us about your organization and Women's Empowerment Group? Well, I um, got introduced to the Women Empowerment Art Therapy Group through my colleague, Wanda hernandez Parts. I participated in Love Positive Women, as Esther had mentioned, and I immediately fell in love with this group. And um, it, it just did something to me. It woke up the artist in me, and I know I've been an artist all my life, but I've done away with that many, many moons ago, and it just woke up a sleeping giant. And um, we only do the Love Positive Woman once a year, which is a month of February where we make uh, Valentine's Day cards mm -hmm. and we send them around the world to women who are positive. Um, mm -hmm. 
a lot of women who are HIV positive may not be dating because they are HIV positive, such as myself. Mm-hmm. Because when you meet with a man and the first thing you want to do is disclose your status and they may not stay in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, 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 I say at least a third of women living with HIV AIDS is single and alone and may not receive a, um, a Valentine's Day card. So we make these and we send them around the world. We send them to Uzbekistan, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, and the United States, of course, and uh, several other countries. Yeah. I think it's uh, up to something like 40 countries. Yeah, 40 <laughs> yeah. countries yeah. at yeah. this time. Yeah. And um, it's only one time a year, so... I became an artist member. They said, well, come an artist member and you can receive um, a material arts grant, which is a $400 card from Blick Material Arts. And, you know, you can do whatever you decide to do in an individual art um, project or whatever you decide. But I said, well, I've always had this passion and this desire in me to start a woman empowerment art therapy, uh, a women's group. Mm. And um, I said, well, why not take this and start a woman's group? Well, what would I do? What would I name it? I said, well, since it's art, just name it the Woman Empowerment Art Therapy Group. Mm-hmm. And it started in my living room with eight women. And we had such an amazing time. And I said, wow, this was great. And we took pictures. And then I took and I showed them to Esther McGowan, who was the executive director. And I told her, I said, this group is fantastic. And it started growing. And we couldn't stop the growth of it. Mm-hmm. We were I was getting calls from everywhere. Well, wait, why come I didn't get invited? Why come I didn't hear about this? And it was on it was on Facebook. It was just all over the place and the calls were coming in. And um, of course, um Pata from Blick Art Materials continued to donate and contribute because four hundred dollars doesn't go too far, mm-hmm. but it went a long way with her donations. Mm-hmm. So she donated a lot of the materials, paint, glitter brushes, you name it, she put it on the table, mm-hmm. which allowed the groups to go on monthly. The groups are held once a month. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, um, Esther and myself sat down and we talked about making the project, My Little Dream, a part of Visual Aids. I almost cried when she told me that one little scene cry. And uh, I said yes right away. And um, it came together and she wrote a grant to Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation and we got the grant um, on Elizabeth Taylor um, 87th birthday. They came to Macy's downtown Brooklyn and they gave us this big check like the Epic Man show and we accepted it from the Elizabeth Taylor's grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Grandchildren? Yes. Yeah. 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 And it was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And I just, while I was standing there, I was like in a moment. Uh, once again, not showing everybody that I can cry. Um, from my living room, just eight women and myself that we are now here. Wow, how did we? It just took a leap. So the eight, the the eight women in your living room. What year was that? Uh, 2014. 2014, 2015, 2015. 2015. 2015. So in five years. It's no, no, it's been. What was it? I think it was, it was a shorter period. No, it was sure. twenty. It was, no, twenty sixteen. It was Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. It was Mother's Day of 2016. I'm sorry, Mother's Day, because that was the first group was in May. (laughs) We did it the week before Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And um, it was amazing. It was incredible. And how the groups work is we have women come in and we do an icebreaker. You have to say your name and an affirmation. Mm -hmm. Because women, especially women living with HIV, they don't... It's not normal that we say anything nice about ourselves Mm -hmm. because we know we're living with something that 
cannot be defeated at this time, as she mentioned in the era of HIV. Even though AIDS has gotten better now, there's still no cure mentioned around that can cure us. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted women to say something nice about themselves. Mm-hmm. And after that, we opened up the group for one, one hour, because women can talk mm-hmm. to talk <laughs> <laughs> about <real>. their stress <laughs> or their success. Mm-hmm. So you can talk about, oh, my T-cell count just, you know, lowered or or hired, whether my T-cells count got higher, yay, everybody clap, oh, it got lower, oh, what are you doing, you know, we give each other tips, I just graduated, oh, I'm in a good relationship, oh, I'm in a bad relationship, oh, I just got married, so it's about your stress or your success. In addition, we use the three A's, AIDS, activism, and art, you know, it's pretty much the theme, so... We have a lot of women in the group, such as Wanda Hernandez, who is an activist, um, artist, and she's also an activist. She's um, a peacemaker. I'm a longtime activist myself, and I'm living with HIV and AIDS since 1996. So it was my passion to bring all these women together and tell them we have a better life to live and we can use art, utilize it as a tool to create create a community where women can come and have a safe haven to talk about AIDS, relationships, housing, um, healthcare, just about anything. We talk about everything in that group. And what happens in the group definitely stays in the group. I haven't heard anybody mentioned outside of the group, you know, anybody's condition or anybody's issues. So the women right now at this time, they are, you think I was in love with the group. You should see them. They are very compassionate about coming to the group when it's the next group. And unfortunately, we only could do once a month. Once a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and what Shirley was just <coughs> alluding to is that it is a safe space <clears throat> for women so that we don't share names or information yes. about women outside the group right. because many women are not uncomfortable are, are not comfortable sharing their status. Right. And many are and we have many amazing activists who absolutely are but then some women aren't and we want to make sure they feel comfortable. Right. And in many cases some of the women who haven't really developed community are the ones who really are empowered the most by being in the group. So we want to be um, sure that everyone feels comfortable to come. Um, so. so what are the three A's? AIDS, mm-hmm. activism, and art. Great. Um, so Wanda, um, what is what are these three um, words intertwined? What does this mean to you? Um, for me, it... And I'm going to keep it on the eye. Mm-hmm. For me, it means that um, for those people or for those women who um, don't have a voice or who are not open enough, or feel comfortable enough to speak about the status, um, the art part gives them a way of addressing those issues and expressing how they feel um, on canvas or, you know, whatever material we're using that day. Mm-hmm. Um, the activism part also helps us by... Um, like Charlene said, we have that hour of stress of success. So we also help out by giving them um, resources and information that they may need to get to the next place to, you know, make them get to that point they need to be in. Mm-hmm. And um, from from my perspective, this is not a community that I, I know much about or have been involved in, but um, I love um, activism and my memory um, during the AIDS crisis, I was in my teenage years. And I remember the quilts. Yes. Um, was that the same organization? No, we, no, we don't right? do the quilts. Yeah. No. We don't do the quilts, but that's my my memory. But the um, the idea, and I did know about Elizabeth Taylor um, and and the foundation and the, um, her grandchildren um, running that foundation. But so I, so as somebody who hasn't 
a deep well of knowledge about this. I really appreciate you all sharing with uh, with me and, and the listeners. Um, I'm curious though, from my perspective, art is a unifier. Mm-hmm. And this, what you're talking about, you starting in a living room and then creating this opportunity for the uh, community to grow exponentially and, and creating a safe space so people can feel like they can share, but it's not going to necessarily be disclosed outside of those particular events. What... Um, what are what are the kinds of conversations or what are the kinds of connections that happen for the women who participate in these art therapy events? Um, do you all meet outside of the events? Do you have yeah? Do you want to? Yeah, we do meet outside the events. We mm-hmm. go to BBQs after you have another event. We we'll go to a restaurant because mm-hmm. sometimes it's not just at, it depends on where they pick the place. Mm-hmm. So she might have it somewhere over here or might have it at a science fair wherever is wherever is having it. It's everyone wants to join. We even have seats. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to wait for someone to take turns. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to be. Oh, I'm like, it's my turn, my turn. Mm-hmm. But we get to meet a lot of people. I meet people that is just like me, so that makes me feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're all equal. So I get to meet new people. I talk with them. I get upset they don't call me because I want to be part of that. Be part. <laughs> so it takes us away from what's going on out there, or people saying bad things, or hurting our feelings, right. or doing stuff like that. So we interact with each other, and we give us the love that I don't get from other people. Right. I get it from them. Mm-hmm. So that's what art means to me when it comes with them and mm-hmm. the team. I love it. I love so, it. Yes, yeah, so emotion. So, 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 so I feel those things. Yeah. Add to that that where we meet at. So. Me being a person living with HIV and AIDS and and also an activist, over the years I have been connected with over 200 AIDS service organizations. So I having those type of contacts over the years, when I mentioned to several of the CEOs of each organization what I was doing, it was like, wow, we had no idea you were doing that. And I said, well, will I be able to use your space? So, so far we have been in more than six mm-hmm. six um, non-for-profit aid service organizations mm-hmm. we have been in the wonderful first flight gmhc which is gay men's health crisis mm-hmm. we have also been to iris house which is one of the amazing events we've also been to vocal new york which i'm a, i'm the former ceo of and i'm we, the current um chair <laughs> we <laughs> have been to harlem united mm-hmm. And what we also mm-hmm. we were at the Queen's Hall of Science. Yes, yes. and Camba. Um, that was awesome. Camba. Camba. And we also did the seniors, the survivors. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, a special yeah. event with uh, Councilwoman Lori Cumbo that mm-hmm. was for um, senior citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the interesting side effects or effects mm-hmm. of the length of the AIDS crisis is that many people living with HIV are actually now seniors. Mm-hmm. And so um, we think about how we can bring um, some of what we're doing to not, not only just long-term survivors, but long-term survivors who are actually seniors who then also have all of the concerns that seniors have mm-hmm. as well. Um, it's in, that's another, you know, mm-hmm. when you asked me the question earlier, what is different now about how we think about HIV, that's another thing that's different mm-hmm. is that you there's a whole generation of people who have been living with HIV for a really long time mm-hmm. who now have um, a whole other set of concerns around aging, and that's something that... Um, different organizations, including visual aids, are starting to think about. And um, I also just want to just explain a little bit about um, our need for partners, um, both, um, Shirlene had mentioned some of our partners, 
and Visual Aids is, is a very small organization. We have a very tiny office. Mm. We actually hosted a couple of yes. the um, workshops, but our office is so small, we realized we really need to branch out and find some partners that have big spaces because mm. it's getting, as Charlene alluded to, it's getting bigger and bigger. And so um, these incredible organizations that Charlene was able to reach out to have come through and given us space. And we'd like to be in a lot of different places, mm -hmm. in different boroughs, um, for proximity for different people, different mm -hmm. groups can come. Mm -hmm. And we also are be, uh, in September, we'll be at the Bronx Museum of the Arts. Yes. And, yeah. 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 and um, we are, may be um, possibly at the Queens Museum mm -hmm. in um, November. That's great. Yeah, so it's nice to mix up art spaces mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. HIV spaces. And one of the things that's interesting and why it's exciting also to be sometimes in a museum space is a lot of the women who participate aren't really artists. They are becoming artists mm -hmm. by coming to this. <laughs> and that's really, that's one of the most exciting things because as you know, as an artist, as a teaching artist, when someone discovers art making, it's transformative yes. and people who think they can't do it, they can do it. And they're some of the best, you know, there was a, a person, one of our recent ones who made the most amazing um, canvas that had, had all this collage on it. It was incredible. And then they said, this is the first time I've ever done something like yes. this. And I was like, how is that possible? Wow. But you see that all the time with yeah. people who oh. just make the most And we always things. joke at them, right? Esther, we'd be like, thought you had no experience. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. their artistry really comes through yeah. um, in the yeah. group. And yeah. so we let them know that you don't have to be a Picasso right. or a Rembrandt yeah. to join the group. You don't even have to be an artist. It could be your first time even picking up a crayon. Right. But we have seen some incredible art. I was like, wait a minute. You guys said you don't know art. You don't do art. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you see some of the artwork that we have, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. It is definitely amazing. Mm -hmm. And we utilize mm -hmm. art as a tool, for, as Esther said, for long-term survivors and even newly diagnosed cases mm -hmm. that we've had. In, because AIDS does not discriminate by age, mm -hmm. ethnicity, religion, or not. Mm -hmm. So with knowing that our group is open to all women. And we did a group at Visual Age, as Esther mentioned, and the men showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. So we decided that we was going to open up the group two times a year for men. I was going to ask. Okay, yeah. And we opened up one group for um, men, women, children, and caregivers, mm -hmm. which we just done our wonderful, elegant um, women empowerment, the first women empowerment AIDS barbecue in Prospect Park. <laughs> everybody showed up with yes. their family, their friends, their children. Yes. And we did cyanotype, yes. which was a... First time I did this type of art. What is this? At Cyanotype. Um, yes. You find all kinds of stuff around the floor and then you take it to this other place and then it could be anything you pick on the floor and so they'll transfer down, it. Yeah, they'll down. transfer it to like your canvas. Okay. Um, it takes some special like types of chemicals sometimes, but we use like the simple stuff just because we were out in the park, mm -hmm. but it was really fun. Yeah, it. Um, we were able to buy um, at Blick, um, which is... Uh, exciting they make cyanotype um, pre-treated papers and fabrics and you can just you put the fabric out in the sun it's it's a photographic process but yeah. you're using the sun oh. and um, you um, as Wanda was saying you can find feathers and sticks and other objects you can also create you know bring your own objects um, I think Cecilia you used your earrings yes I had earrings as Queen. Yes. I took my earrings and put them. Yeah, and it was it's amazing. Cool. And um, it's called cyanotype because it comes out blue because uh, of the chemicals. And oh, what's okay. exciting is that you can just, because Blick has 
this paper that's pre-treated, you don't have to have chemicals, you just have to have water. Mm -hmm. And you just put the, after you expose it to the sun with the objects on it for a certain amount of minutes, you put it in water and it sets it. And then you dry it and you have this incredible artwork, a blue um, photograph, looks like a photograph, of mm -hmm. some of these objects that you put on the paper. It's really fantastic. And for yeah. that group, we actually, the Women Empowerment Group, hired an artist teacher. And his name was Stephen. Stephen, Stephen Gamberlin. And he taught the cyanotype. For our group in the Bronx, Wanda will be teaching banner and poster making. For so activism. Each, for yeah. activism. Yes. So each group carries a different project. We have painted on stained glass. We painted masses. We painted on 8x11s. We painted on tote bags. We, each project is a different art group. Mm. So it's been incredible. It's been amazing. I walk down the street and see one of the women showing off their bags that yeah. they painted themselves. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to go in shopping and buy your own tote bag because you created and designed it mm. yourself. So it's been an incredible journey for the Women Empowerment Art Therapy Group. And we, with the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation, we, um, according to our contract, supposed to be 10 groups and we're already up to eight. Yes. So, you know, we're looking forward to our second year because this is our first year um, under visual aids and our first year being funded. So I'm looking forward to having the group a second year. And my mission for this group is to turn it, um, it's currently local here in the New York Tri-State. Mm -hmm. I would like it to go uh, national and international. Mm -hmm. That would be my mission in five years. It's gonna take a lot of work to get us there. Mm -hmm. I'm ready, willing, able to do that. And, and, and what I love about visual aids, because visual aids, it just seems like when you met them, they, they make you comfortable. Yes. You don't feel like you're under stress like you are with the activism and yes. the activists and stuff. We got to do this. We got to yeah. march. We got to do that. <laughs> oh, you got to disclose. You got to get on the front page of the news. You know, you got to do all these things. They just allow you to relax and talk about yourself if you choose. Mm -hmm. And they allow you to take all that creativity from your mind and put it on paper, mm -hmm. which is amazing. So that's what really woke me up to. And I said, that if I can do this, because I'm not a relaxed type person. <laughs> I never stop. They allowed me to stop, yeah. slow down, breathe, draw, paint, and, and it felt really good. And I said, I want someone else to feel like me. So I wanted to share it, and I shared it with thirty women. But of course, Thank we you so much. you're welcome. We're over thirty now. I think I don't. I don't forgot what the number was. Maybe Esther knows what our numbers are now. In terms of who's coming. Uh, how like many women do we have? Yeah, well, we have, I, the list is long. I mean, we, we try to cap <laughs> yes. it. We cap the, a lot of them at 30 people just because that each allows. session. Each yeah, it allows yeah. everyone yeah. to, um, you know, Shalim was describing the part at the beginning when you're sharing mm. your success and your stress. You want to make sure everyone has time. Right. And then everyone has time to make art. So with too many people, that starts right. to become hard. Mm -hmm. So we've done different types of them. The ones that are with certain partners, like GMHC, where we'll be in, in a art making room it probably usually, it's usually about 30 people the barbecue was almost 60 people because yeah. we're outside so we did right. lots of tables mm -hmm. um we did something um in partnership with the department of health at the queen's hall of science and that was um, something that cecilia was like alluding to where there's so many people yeah, that turns. you have to take turns because oh, you know when you have i was picturing you in a restaurant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but um, okay so it was, it was literally like and, during a workshop session yeah there was not enough space for yeah. everybody who's physically there to work at the same and time and what's funny uh, is in, we've done two now that are in partnership with um different um, health organizations so there's a lot of other panels going on a lot of mm -hmm. other events but everyone 
everyone wants to, get to come to the art making because yes. it's the most fun. Right. Right. So we get all, everyone comes and then you kind of have to organize it and Shirley and Wanda are good at saying like, okay, let's let somebody else sit down. And but um, So it's exciting, but then you also want to make sure people have enough time. So, so we were at Baruch College as well for a long-term survivor, meaning long-term survivors living with HIV and AIDS. Um, be around 1996 if you were diagnosed you're considered to be a long-term survivor mm. and they called all of us who survived this disease out of the woodworks to come to Baruch College and come together and sit on a panel mm. they called me to bring the art therapy group in so I was like really you want to sit sure we'll do it and we came in and they had a whole host of like films and um, workshops going on and everybody ran to the women and probably not three workshops. Mm-hmm. So we were only supposed to have three Including tables. Including men. Yes. <laughs> we were only supposed to have three tables and we filled up <laughs> the room including their staff sat down and we were like and we were only supposed to be there for two hours and we ended up staying five hours. <laughs> Lucky Blake art material gave us enough donated enough stuff for us to accommodate yes. everybody else yes. because these groups are wonderful they are incredible and they literally I can say literally seeing people go from angry raw mad what the F is going on around here I'm tired of working I'm tired of taking these pills to doing the art oh I feel good oh I don't know it, we have seen the changes in the group literally one woman came into Iris house and she was so upset because they cut her um her oh, that's the lady with the yes. Because mm-hmm. she went to work, so you're not supposed to be employed and make over a certain amount of money. And she was upset, just raging and ranting and going on mm-hmm. about them taking her money. So I said, okay, so now, you know, I closed down the speaking part of the group and we went to art. And I looked at her and I, oh, I'm feeling so good today. <laughs> we just, yeah. I, so it really was. It I've her. seen, mm-hmm. and we had another woman that I invited, was a longtime friend of mine, and she was so stressed out. And I was too busy to do a one-on-one with her because I still utilize all the tools that I have because I wear many hats, as Wanda mm-hmm. said, uh, multiple, just too many hats to name. And um, I just just come with the group, then I could maybe talk to you there. Mm-hmm. And she came and she was angry and upset. And she had so many issues between housing, health care, substance abuse. And she sat in the group and she was like, I love this. I want to come back. This is something I really want to do. She had such a wonderful time. And she was a changed person. And she actually today followed up because I thought she wasn't going to follow up. I didn't think she was serious because she got all these different issues and depression going on. She actually followed up. She is in supportive housing now. Nice. Okay. She's also doing a daily um, substance abuse program. She goes to out care substance abuse. She's got back in contact with her kids and she's so far doing well. So, so I just kudos to her. And I'm glad that the Woman Empowerment Group does exactly what it says. It does empower and encourage women living with HIV and AIDS. You could come in the room when I've one of the groups that I had did, I had just lost my significant other. He had passed away, and I was like, oh, God, i got to do this group. I wasn't up to it. I was like, I just buried this man. I can't really go in and put on the happy face for everybody because I'm not happy right now. So I got in the group, and we started talking. I said, well, I want to go because I need empowerment right now. I just lost my brother. And these women shocked me with the energy that they gave me 
in the empowerment group. I didn't think, I didn't come there for that. I wasn't expecting it. And the women just stood up and they embraced me. We so sorry for your loss. And they helped me through it. And then the art helped me through it. So I had to practice what I preached that day. And it was incredible. I felt amazing when I left in it actually sort of kind of walked me through it because I was going through a lot with him and his family at the time that he was dying. And I literally watched him die. I was going to work into the hospital every day after. He called me all day and all night. The nurses aren't doing that, aren't doing that. The hospital was close by my home, so I ran back and forth. And he was HIV positive, too, and I didn't want to see him go out. But I literally stayed with him up to the moment he died. And then the next day, I had to pretty much do the funeral. And I've been to several memorial services for people living with HIV. As I can say, over two or 300 in the last 20 years that I've been diagnosed with it. So sometimes it, the, your world living with AIDS can get very depressing mm -hmm. as far as people dying, all your friends. In my clinic, um, I go to the Paul Porosky Clinic in Woodhall Hospital. Paul Porosky was a physician who died of HIV AIDS and they named the clinic after him. Mm -hmm. And I came in in 1996 near death and I'm one of the long-term survivors. Everybody that I knew there is dead. It's all new patients there. And it's sad to see all of them gone and then, and then I'm the only one left there. Right. And I did everything I supposed to do. In 22 years, I've never missed a doctor's appointment. I've never missed a pill because treatment adherence is very important. So I'm a peer educator, which is a person living with HIV AIDS that can educate other women living with AIDS. Please take these pills. It only takes two minutes. Put them in your mouth, drink some water, and go on back to the club. Go on back to whatever you was doing. So peer education and treatment adherence is very important. Um, we speak about everything living with H for, for people living with HIV in our group. We speak about housing because housing is very difficult to achieve these days, especially with gentrification, especially affordable or even um, um, housing that is suitable because mm. we have slumlords just renting to people because the city's human resource administration is willing to rent us anything, basements, warehouses, um, garages just to take the money from the city so we make sure that we find adequate housing for people living with HIV and AIDS. Then healthcare, you know, you got to have the proper healthcare. It takes a lot to live with HIV. I know right now AIDS look good and all that. And then it's maintaining it. And right now, the Woman Empowerment Group is helping me maintain myself. Yeah. And I hope I got another 20-something odd years left. Oh, you do, girl. But, but I also wanted to add behind um, what Charlene was saying. Um, in our group, we've actually had, I believe it's two um, women who have felt so actually so comfortable, they have disclosed. Mm -hmm. um, so it makes me feel good, not because I want them to disclose, but but because if they feel comfortable enough, that means we're doing the right thing. Right. Um, and that made me feel happy about that. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, it, it, um, it sounds like, you know, all the work that you're doing as a peer educator, as somebody who's taking care of themselves, you have a lot going on in your own, just your own existence and your own life. But through this um, group, through the the connections that you're making, like that's why you're still here. I think like you're meant to be doing this work. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, having these, making these connections, making these opportunities for people to feel comfortable in a community setting, mm -hmm. setter, uh, setting to be able to feel safe enough to trust enough to be able to get to that place of being able to disclose, and that the art is at the center 
of it is yes. is very powerful from my perspective as somebody who's just listening. Really, you all are making my job very, very easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, as they say, we are the experts. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we always tell the ladies no one and even the men like no one can tell your story like you. Thank you for listening to episode 23, Act 1 of Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body, Queens of Empowerment. Join us next time for Act 2. Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body is edited and produced by Ben Weber. Christopher Totten is the creative content manager. Brandon Hutchinson is the media arts coordinator. John Waldman wrote and performed the theme song. Tim Palin designed the logo. Visit us at www.teachingartistry.org. Follow us on Twitter at TA underscore artistry and on Instagram at Teaching Artistry with CJB. Like our page on Facebook, listen to us on SoundCloud, subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to share this podcast with all the teaching artists in your life. Let's start it up now. Let's start it up now. Let's start it up now. Let's start it up now.